Welcome to another episode of Nigeria Daily. I am Mardia Umar. Thank you so much for joining. Days after Council of State recommended presidential pardon for two former governors convicted of corruption and 157 other convicts, civil society organizations and lots of Nigerians have continued to react to the decision. Joshua Darie and Jolly Nyame, convicted for corruption, were pardoned on health and age grounds when they still have several years to complete their jail terms. Now, is it right to grant a pardon to political leaders that have been convicted of corruption and serving jail terms and on the grounds of health and age? I asked this question and more to a legal practitioner, and this was his response. But it's the level is hack. A private legal practitioner based in just We have two issues here. We have the legal aspect and the moral aspect. Uh, looking at it uh, from the legal aspect, uh, it is right, it is okay uh, to, grant, to grant pardon to someone that has been convicted. Uh, mind you, the issue is conviction here and sentencing. These people have been convicted of uh, criminal misappropriation of public funds. Uh, they have been convicted and have been sentenced to various terms of imprisonment. Now they are serving their sentences and the law, specifically Section 175 of the 1989 Constitution, uh, grants uh, the president the right to give pardon to any person who is serving a prison sentence in any Nigerian prison, uh, irrespective of the offense or the, uh, the offense he's convicted of. Uh, so in this case, talking about the legal aspect, what the federal government did is right, because uh, the president is uh, giving the powers to do that under Section 175, Subsection 1, hmm. and uh, Section 1, Subsection 3 also uh, grants uh, the same powers to the Council of States. So in this case now, you look at the situation, you find out that this pardon was granted in conjunction with the Council of State, in the, in the meeting of the Council of State presided over by the president. So the law is clear. The law is on the side of the federal government in, the, in, in what they did. Hmm. But looking at the moral aspect, like I said, people will, uh, will say that uh, this is morally wrong because uh, these people are amassed unlawfully billions of naira exactly. of public funds. Hmm. But the, the issue is that we all know that under the FCC Act, there is provisions uh, of uh, confiscation or forfeiture. Mm. Maybe uh, what we may not know, may not, may not know uh, as at this stage is that whether the wealth they so much amassed illegally have been retrieved by the EFCC or by the courts. So according so to the we, law, they are not allowed to spend any of this money they have amassed over the years. The law is very clear. If someone is accused of misappropriation hmm. and investigation shows that this man stole a certain amount of money and uh, the amount he stole is ascertained in a particular bank or bank's account or he bought certain properties, you know, with the amount, you know, landed properties or cars or whatever. Upon conviction, the prosecution, that is the AFCC, can apply that the court should confiscate those items or freeze the account of the person and transfer whatever balances is in the account to the mm. federal government's coffers. So what we do, may not know in this at this stage is that whether such has been done in respect of those uh, two ex-governors. And 
uh, to me, uh, personally, this is a personal opinion. Uh, marrying the law and the moral aspect of it is that uh, if someone, someone that rise, you know, rose to the status of the governor, uh, if you found him to be guilty, the process of taking him to court, the process of him uh, prosecuting him, the humiliation he faces, you know, the media will be enough punishment for him. And it will be additional punishment if the amount misappropriated, you know, is retrieved back and taken back to the uh, government coffers. So it should be enough punishment for him. And in this case, these governors served more than two, three years. Hmm. They, they've been convicted and they remain in prison custody for more, more than two to three years or more. So it should be enough for them. Because we are talking about people that may come back and help in building the nation. At this critical stage, you know, granting pardon to people like them, I think it's if government feels that, yes, it's the right thing to do, we have to support the government because the government is taking action on our behalf. Okay. That is the way I so look at on, it. So on the grounds that they were pardoned, it was on health and age. So according to the law, a pardon given on those grounds... Yeah, pardons are being given, you know, on on the, uh, so many grounds. Okay. Some of those grounds are on health grounds or age or good conduct. If a prisoner is serving a prison term and he is found to be of good of good conduct and character, uh, sometimes uh, we have what we call a prerogative of mercy. It's a committee of uh, people of integrity consisting of uh, the clergymen, executive men, and so on and so forth. They normally visit prison towns or correctional centers, find out the, the characters of the inmates. So if you are found to be ill, you need medical attention, which cannot be provided in the prison facility, or you are aged, but apart from that, you are mostly of your bad conduct, or you are of good characters. All these uh, are consideration for granting of pardon under the under the laws. And that was Paris Delawe Ishak, a legal practitioner. Let's go on a break, but we'll return shortly. Just stay with us. <laughs> of news you can trust and features analysis and in-depth reports that enrich that's right in addition you can get much more but how let me introduce you to trust plus where you can get added value and where is that visit the trust plus portal and subscribe you mean subscribe to become a member yes and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow. Could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now. Back to the show. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust. You can listen to or download this particular episode or other episodes on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify by just searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola and on Unity FM 93.3 Jazz. In this episode of the show, we're discussing the pattern of two former governors who were convicted of corruption and what this means for the fight against corruption in Nigeria. It is without a doubt that resources were spent, yes, 
by the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, EFCC, for investigations to be carried out. And then this governor is brought to book. And now they have been granted pardon. Musarov Sanjani is an anti-corruption activist. The executive director, Civil Society Legislative Advocacy Center, Sislak, and also the country representative of Transparency International. And he speaks with Lilian Agassi on what this action means for the fight against corruption in Nigeria. My name is Awal Musarab Sandani. I'm the executive director of Civil Society Legislative Advocacy Center, SISLAC, also head of Transparency International Nigeria, board of trustee Amnesty International Nigeria. The president, by his action, has confirmed the concern that Nigerians are having that this current administration, its fight against corruption is more of a uh, symbolic talk mm -hmm. and not really sincere not serious because politically exposed person you know have continued to exercise or enjoy what they are used to doing which is looting and uh, the abortion of public taxpayers money and with no consequences so this is a very disturbing development because we recall that since this administration had come a lot of uh, corruption issues have continued to happen you see what the Attorney General of the Federation has done in terms of shielding politically exposed persons from hunting for their action. Uh, you recall the case of uh, Senator Anjuma Goje uh, alongside a former executive chairman of the State Universal Education Board, Mr. Aliu Napati, in 2019. He took over the case and that is the end of the matter. So the Minister of Justice had continued to do those things and we know that um, of recent uh, uh, just to tell you, you know, how the government has uh, losing and uh, sacrificed the fight against corruption. You see the case of Oji Kalu, the case of Ella. Uh, these are all people that had a serious corruption cases. Even the new ruling party chairman, Adam Abdullah, okay. also has a, you know, um, corruption cases. And they made it very clear in 2019 you know, when they said that mm, you should come to their party, you know, no matter what crime you committed, you will be forgiven. And we've seen that people like Shekarovu have also been accused of uh, stealing money for uh, weapons along together with the Kesuki and Co. Immediately they moved to their to the APC party. All those cases, you know, nobody is sharing them. So the government has not surprised Nigerians. But what Nigerians are worried is that the deception of fight against corruption had continued to plunge the nation into serious security consequences. We know that is the corruption that is fueling the insecurity in the country. Uh, we know that uh, corruption that is fueling poverty and employment and collapse of social infrastructure including you know healthcare including education quality education so with this thing that the president has done he has laid a solid foundation for politically exposed persons to control their corruption mm. and this uh, is going to happen to them under Muhammad Bahari, who had campaigned to fight corruption in Nigeria. But from all, you know, from the beginning, we know that he was not going to do anything because there was no any team, there was no any um, coordination at local, state, and even national level to ensure that the fight against corruption is succeed. So it is more of like a talk show. We know this is how it is going to end, but it is really unfortunate that. Somebody who had a lobby and campaign uh, pleaded for parents to support him to fight corruption. He ended up um, actually providing platform for politically exposed persons to know their yes. action. And that was Owal Musar of Sanjani, an anti-corruption activist, executive director of Sislak, and also the country representative 
of Transparency International. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. God bless Nigeria. To all the people's voices we heard on the show, we want to say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production. It is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com or on buzzsprouts.com or even listen on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola and Unity FM with the frequency 93.3 in the jazz. You can also listen by searching for Nigeria Daily on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments or you want to suggest a topic we can talk about, let us know on social media and our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram is at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. Call or send us a message on 091-389-33390. That is 091-389-33390. Thank you so much for listening and bye for now. My name is Martilla Umar.